Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK, the nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany, and Sweden combined. The nation that was third in the world to have a one trillion dollar tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk/greattalent to see how you can work, live, and move to the UK. I miss you, man. I miss you, man. I miss you. I miss you, man. Do I miss you? I miss you, man. I miss you. Lonnie, we're here again. You and me, the boys, Lonnie and Dylan, on the podcast. I'm Ishi Man. They can't stop Please. us. They, they're trying to you, stop us, Dylan, but they can't. We're going to be here they're forever. They're trying to hold us down. They're trying to hold us down. They, they, they can't do it. They won't stop us. No one. We'll do this from prison. We'll keep on. Okay? Absolutely. Why are we going to prison? What have you done? What well, have you involved me in that we're both going? <laughs> One accessory somehow. <laughs> nah, come on. We're, we're, we're good boys. We're actually good boys. You should listen to us. You should tell all your friends. Because on this show, we take each other on journey, uh, a journey, through life, pop culture, and everything in between. That's the general setup. But we decided we're going to have a, a particular focus on the films of Christina Ricci. The Christina Chronicles, we called it. We are oh, yeah, 39 yeah. episodes in. Oi, oi, oi. Sure are. It started with a love of Speed Racer from Dylan. Turned into a love of Christina Ricci in general for both of us. We watched 39 films in this series. It's a lot. It took us, Dylan, an international journey to find All's Fair in Love. <laughs> I did not sure think did. that was going to be the case starting out. <laughs> sure. Sure did. We had to... Had to get some sneaky VPNs going. Need to change our bloody region to the great, great nation of Canada. They got her back in this instance. Thank you very much, Canada. Absolutely. You're one of the good ones. Justin Trudeau personally let us in to watch this film. Sure did. Thank you very much, Mr. Trudeau. Um, On bloody Plex. Plex, our favourite Plex in Canada. (laughs) So first of all, before this podcast series, I never heard of Plex. I now I set up a VPN to get Plex from Canada. So the wonderful ways this this podcast is um teaching us, Dylan, never cease to amaze me. Um, it was as you said, Dylan, very interesting to watch the American ads because Plex is ad supported. So we're getting these Canadian ads. What did you get? I'll tell you, I got a lot of cleaning products, Same. a lot of cleaning products, a lot of laundry pots. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I got a lot of Subway. They've got some oh, sort of... I didn't get any. You didn't get I Subway. Didn't get Subway. Wow. No. They've organized some um, some menu where they've got like 15 or at least 15 subs that are already like pre, pre-ordered. So you just... Oh, oh, number two, please. And they just do it for you rather than having to oh, ask for so, questions. Oh, so they got rid of the whole appeal of Subway where you make your own sandwich. Well... That's beautiful. Dylan, my, my parents, they hate going to Subway because they get asked too many questions, they say. They'll be loving this. That's the whole gimmick. They've got to go to Canada, know? clearly. <laughs> apparently. Apparently. Did you get some weird ads for like some Monopoly 
um, game on on social, like on phones, that were really poorly made. Must have won the lottery because I I purely got just dishwashing liquid. Wow, dishwashing pods. Interesting. You watched a different part of me. It's maybe different. Like it felt <laughs> different. I don't know. Weird. It was a really yeah. poorly made and acted ads from some Monopoly game. Terrible, terrible. Anyway, not the point, but fun. Sounds bad. Fun. Um, mm. All's fair in love, Dylan. We, we suspect we might know the reason why this film is not widely available in Australia. Well, for starters, it was never released here. Um, At all, really? Interesting. Not that I could see. It mm. was made in 2009, which is why we are watching it now in this part of the histories the chronicles i should say but didn't really get a release until like 2011 apparently around the world i think oh, because it was very poorly made and <laughs> not a good movie <laughs> um then when it was released it got about a seven percent run tomatoes which is an, is an imperfect sort of system of doing films but a shot I mean, something yeah i mean a seven percent is pretty pretty strong indicator that's uh not the best yeah, absolutely. Um, and then, as it turns out, the main actor, I don't have the name of, so I don't want to put the name He's, um, he's a massive, degenerate, apparently. Yeah, he's a massive conspiracy theorist. He wasn't at the time, but he's, he's turned into a sort of alt-right commentator to the point where he was banned on, from YouTube in, in general. As a, kind of like Alex Jones, I guess. Basically, yeah. Jewish conspiracies, COVID okay. stuff, just terrible shit. So, yeah, fuck him. But, fuck him. Fuck him off. Okay. Yeah. So it's a poorly received film that didn't really get a wide release at the time. The main actor is a terrible person. So I can see why it wasn't available anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. But absolutely. we did it for the Chronicle. We had to watch it. We did. We found it. We tracked it down, didn't we? We are not going to not watch a film for this series, okay? Even you if it means having us. to fight a candidate. We will. Okay? We will. We have to. You said, Dylan, that you're happy that you didn't end up having to buy this on DVD from eBay. So we know we got the VPN trick now, so we got that up our sleeves if we need it. Mm, um, all's fair in love. What's what's the story? What's it about? What's going on? Is it good? Bad? Tell us God, all about what it. What is it about? Well, it's bad. It's it's a it's a big, sloppy, stinky turd of a movie for sure, without a doubt. Jeez, absolute bottom five, bottom three, probably. For sure, in the Christina Chronicles. What is it about? I don't fucking care. It's about the main actor. He's a dickhead. He, like, skips all his <laughs> college classes and just wants to play football. And then he has to get all the professors to sign off that his absences were okay, I guess. Legitimate. So he doesn't get penalised or whatever. I don't fucking care. And the professor's like, no, I'm not going to sign that. And do you know what? You're actually going to work at a renaissance fair for three weeks, actually. And the dude's like, oh, no, I don't want to do that. Renaissance fairs are weird, aren't they? And, yeah, they are, actually. <laughs> because that is that is the one joke that this film bashes you over the head with for two hours is that the people at renaissance fairs are weird. That's That's this film. For two hours, that's the joke. And it gets old incredibly fast. Yeah. So we should have said there is one thing going for this movie. 
everything else going against it, but one, maybe two good things. One, Christina. We love Christina. She's actually pretty good in this. She's doing her best with very limited material. I'll say this, though. Mm -hmm. She had her character arc in the first two minutes of this movie. Focus through it. Because she's like this like job interview for like this like big business corporation. She just got out of business school, I think. She's yeah, like that's, that's the implication. College. Yeah. yeah, from the opening credits, they were fucking terribly animated. By the way, it was like a. Do you ever worked at like a a corporate office? Those are like the work animations they have, for like the training videos. Yeah, terrible. Right? I absolutely look like that. And she's just having this existential crisis when she's getting interviewed. And then she comes to the realization that no, she doesn't want to work in the business world. She wants to do her own thing and do what she wants. She's a bloody actress, god damn it. Okay. She's gonna live free. And that happens in the first two minutes. After that, in this whole film, she's just she's just digging her in the whole time. <laughs> she's just happy to be there. You you forgot to mention the most important part, Dylan, of that opening scene in the interview. Finally does she have this realization that she wants to change her whole life. She also decides to change her clothes there and then in the interview. Quite a chair, tastefully put, but still. <laughs> Why do it? Why in the well, first place? That that's something I mean, I guess to put out the fact that she's a little bit a little bit kooky. She's a bit kooky. I guess you have to be. Um, to work at a Renaissance fair. As the film goes on, she sort of develops this this relationship of a love triangle, quadrangle sort of thing going on. <laughs> And I, I guess her arc becomes, am I going to fall in love with this guy or not? But you're totally right. There's nothing else going on for her. She's just dicking around. Totally very well put. And even then, she doesn't seem that bothered by the guy. Like, at one stage, she thinks that he's been cheating on her or whatever. And she'll be fine, all right? She doesn't care that much. She's like, they one yeah. kiss. Like, whatever. Like, chill yeah. out. They know each other for, like, what, two weeks, if that, at that point? Yeah, exactly. Like, the, yeah. they fling it very best. Um, you're right, Dylan. The the setup there, it's kind of a okay setup. This guy is forced to go to this weird place. He's a jock. Everyone else is a weird, kooky people at a Renaissance fair. That's something. Christina getting there, she's just like hanging out. That's that's less compelling to me. Oh, yeah, a bit... one of her mates works there. He gets her a job there. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Like that really. And she has it. a she has a dog. The whole movie, she has to carry in every shot. Yeah, I, what? <laughs> let me let me theorize. Let me theorize. Yeah. In honor of our in honor of our main lead star, let me let me throw a conspiracy theory out to you, Lenny. <laughs> All right. I reckon because there's not really any A listers in this movie. I mean, you got Matthew Lillard off the back of well, the Scooby Doo. He I was guess. my my second good part. He was a pretty good actually. Yeah, he's pretty good. I think he was just happy to not be acting against a CGI dog, to be honest. <laughs> I think he was just like, oh my god, real pathos. This is amazing. Um, I think because Christina's the biggest star in this, without a doubt. No mm. question. I think one of her conditions to do this movie was that she gets to have a dog with her at all times, even on screen. Because this dog has, there's no point to this dog being in this movie until like the last minute where it gets taken hostage. But this even dog. then. Yeah. Even then, he could have just swapped that out for a friend. Yeah, which I guarantee was in the original script. Well, there's but I think yeah, Christine's just like I just want to, I just want to be my dog. I just want to hold my yeah. dog all the time. There's one bit where she goes out for the night and she leaves the dog at home having a sleep. Like, okay, 
Sure. <laughs> um, to me, Dylan, the, the film's got a lot of problems. It's not very funny. The direction is pretty drab. Writing, it's not... It's very basic. The writing is... No, it's not basic. It's worse than basic. It's terrible. There's... <laughs> there's Example. They're, they're talking about one of Christina's exes. And her friend's like, are you still seeing that guy who used to play Xbox all the time? And Christina's reply is, oh, no, he played Xbox all the time. <laughs> That's bad. That's a bad line. <laughs> and the fucking main lead, he walks up to Christina who's holding her dog. And he's like, oh, is that a dog? <laughs> Obviously. What are you talking about, though? Yeah, that's like student level stuff. That's yeah. And then, and then at the end, I don't care if this is spoilers. This like anonymous knight who was like the queen's like right hand man the whole time. Mm. That was the professor that made him come there. Mm. And he, he looks at him and he looks at Christine. He's like, "That's my professor, the dude who made me come here." <laughs> and she's like, "Oh, <laughs> awful writing, terrible." No, no, good stuff. To me, the 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 sort of high level um, issue and quality is that it, it kind of wants to be a a two thousand sex comedy American Pie style thing. There's a, there's a few things like that. There's a bit of a there's these storylines where like the princess of the fair gets all the younger boys to come and service her, but we think it's going to be sex. Turns out it's just like painting nails and stuff. It's weird, right? But that's Sort of thing you might see in a sex comedy, which could be fun, could be funny. But the, everything else about it is kind of like a kids movie. It's like a, a Saturday morning Disney Channel cartoon sort of thing. So like, either do that and do a kids movie really well and like lead into that, or do it more raunchy and get more sexy stuff happening. I think. Don't be weirdly neither at the same time. Don't you agree? I agree. I agree. And uh, one one of the worst characters, two of the worst characters to ever grace film history, that fucking jester and Horny the Unicorn. As soon as I saw Horny the Unicorn was a cast credit in the opening of the film, I knew we were in for some fucking filth. I was I was not about that. It was just the most cringy, unfunny shit I have ever seen in my life. He's just constantly pulling like three Stooges faces, just acting yeah. like an absolute nonce. The whole time, and just jumping into shots when he's not even adding anything. It was almost rot. like it was like a I don't know, like they were contractually obligated to have him in there because he doesn't do much. He just like he's annoying everybody the whole nothing. time. Yeah, disgusting. Yeah, hated him. No, I I don't I don't like puppets in general. I don't think they add much like that. Like it's a ventriloquist. Except the Muppets, thing. they're the only exception. The Muppets are great, but ventriloquist to like. Oh, I don't know. No. It's 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 one joke, isn't it? The whole time, you know. Yeah. Bad. Indeed. Like this movie. <laughs> and what about the the prince who's running around being a dickhead? <laughs> I mean, he's fine. He's he, he's like the main part of where the comedy comes from this whole time. But again, it's just this this guy acting like a a pompous dickhead, and that's his only character trait. Yeah. He's he's annoying. He's supposed to be annoying. I, I thought every now and then he was okay. The whole thing drags so much though, and there's no real sense of stakes. Like some of the stakes are kind of that 
there's two groups in the the hierarchy of the this fair, which apparently goes to three weeks. So I, in my experience, I thought Renaissance fairs were like a weekend thing, but this is apparently like a, I guess like a carnival that happens over over their summer break, which are, I guess are very long over there in America. I think it depends. I think some just go all the time. All the time, yeah. It's more like, yeah, yeah I, I was expecting it to be like a, a short and sweet thing, but it's more like a a um, theme park in that sense, isn't it? Kind of, mm. I guess. Yeah. Um, Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yeah, the, the nobles each year or for the next year are decided by a competition. And so... Like a America's Got Talent kind of thing. <laughs> judged by the Queen. Seems like I it. I guess. Yeah, and yeah. so if you win the next year, you're the nobles and the the other team or the other people are the the peasants, basically. But like, who cares? Like, just don't go if you don't want to go. Just like, leave, not, bro. Yeah. If you don't want to be a peasant. Exactly right. I don't understand that. And it's shoehorned in the very last minute that everything happens around the one contest. I, the, the sense of the world is really weird because everyone has to go along with it. But like, there is a suspicion that magic is real. But is that just Matthew Lillard's character getting really into his role in the fair, or does he really think his his dick's gonna fall off because a witch cursed him? Like, what's going on? No, he can't be getting to he 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 got goat piss on his penis, Lonnie. You just saying so, yeah. you did. You you're not you're not pretending at that point. You're in it. You're in for real. Yeah. He I, believes magic is real. I I think it would have been better and this is just an idea I've had at the moment, is if this American <laughs> college guy he he's supposed to be like the quarterback. He doesn't look very sporty at all. He's not very attractive, and he's also, he's like in his 30s, seemingly. He's supposed to be like the young, hot start of the campus, right? Not buying it. No. But what if he goes... I mean, he's tall. He's got that going for him. He's, he's very, very tall. I, I think it's a bit um, contrived, the whole he's got to go to this fair because it's like, he's got to get the college credit or whatever, right? That's, you know, whatever. Go along with that. He goes to the fair. Everyone's a bit kooky, but it's okay. And then there's some sort of magic thing where he falls through a portal and he ends up in a real medieval world, right? That would make more oh, sense, wouldn't you it? you want to isekai him. Okay. Yeah. Right. And that would make him having to deal with all the things better because at the moment it's like one stage he's got to like lie across the the ground in the mud so the queen walks over <laughs> him. The queen, yeah. Like, look, fuck it, do your college again. Like, whatever, I wouldn't be doing that. Like, <laughs> Just go to summer school, mate. Yeah, you work it out. 
if you're that important to the school in, in terms of your you're the quarterback or whatever, they'll work something out. Don't debase yourself like this. So then if the journey is about him, he's in a real medieval world, he's got to find a way out, he's got to get the magic potion. He, he can get the magic potion by doing the, the talent show, <laughs> maybe. But maybe it's more of one of those things where they do a contest to find the champion. He's got to go to, then he's got to go to fifth troll, like that sort of thing. That could have been fun. He could have had the same fish out of water thing because he's an American around all these weirdo... European Renaissance people, right? But it would have made more sense because he's real in there, not acting. In this, it's like all the time he's going to be like, you guys are just weird. I don't want to be part of this. I'm just going to do the minimum effort to get through this, you know? So make that, that would have been better, right? Or mm. don't watch this and watch Role Models instead, which is a way better version of this movie. You I seen Role seen Models? It. I haven't seen it. Maybe oh. I should wash my mouth out of... Wash my eyes out. Hey, you should. You should watch it. It's got Sean William Scott in it, um, Paul Rudd. They like play these, like, they have to go into, like, a Big Brother program with these kids. One's, like, a a troubled youth, and then Mm. one's, like, a real, like, nerd, and he's really into LARPing. Right. So they kind of go this LARPing thing. It's it's really cool. It's really heartfelt movie, surprisingly. There you go. Yeah. Not much heart here. There's, um, it's all a bit... So contrived and forced, doesn't quite work. You watched this before me, and you were telling me, you were giving me warning about how terrible it was. <laughs> I think maybe I was expecting worse. Or it's, it was, maybe I'm just soft on Christina. I like watching it. So. But no, nothing about the movie really works, and I can see why it was so hard to watch. And it's going to the bottom of our list, isn't it? Absolutely. I stopped writing notes halfway through because I can only write this is shit this is shit this is actual shit so many times <laughs> do you want to do you want to hear some other reviews Dylan that oh sure well so John Anderson which is a very solid name I think we can we can all agree and we can all believe John Anderson from Variety he, J-A, um, mate. Yeah. J.A. Mr. J.A. wrote in 2011 or maybe 2012 on the shelf since the dark ages of 2009 All's Fair in Love uses the novel setting of a renaissance fair in which performers and patrons alike celebrate yieldy age of plague, pestilence and bad dentistry to restage the venerable summer camp comedy, replete with romance, rivalries, cutthroat competition and a dramatic structure that seems positively medieval. Verily, this Scott Marshall Helmut production has several nutjob supporting performances that almost rescue it Hackney plod, plot, but there's not enough consistent madness to help the film from what will be a fleeting theatrical career, followed by entombment on home vid. I mean, I wish it was entombed on home vid, mate. We we tried our best to find it. Oh, um, he also says this line about Christine's character in, in particular. Kate is a sensitive soul. I just want to meet someone who's exactly what they seem to be, she says. Man, has she come to the wrong place? <laughs> um, this one didn't go to, to Roger, unfortunately, but the Hollywood Reporter um, reviewed it. <laughs> Very funnily, Dylan. There's no name on the review. It just says staff review. I'm guessing <laughs> no one wanted to put their name to it. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay. Um, an astonishingly bad comedy that hardly merits booking on bottom tier cable. 
sneaks into theaters a couple of years after production, presumably in hopes of grabbing a few quick bucks from star Christina Ricci's Pan Am exposure. That's a show we'll have to watch at some point, Dylan. I'm thinking maybe after we finish off the movies, we'll go back and watch some of her TV shows. That's for us to talk about. Anyway. I agree. I agree. Lizzie Borden Chronicles, mate. Well, I'm looking for that. The Simpsons episode she <laughs> did a voice on. <laughs> that episode of Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> um, the reviews goes on to say, One imagines Richie's agents are praying for its quick disappearance. Their prayers will be answered. From the opening credits, like you said, an animated sequence so crude a junior high art student would be ashamed of it to a climax in which Kate's dog is taken hostage with a crossbow. There's not an ounce of mirth in this parade of ghastly accents, tin-eared romantic montages, and dime-store knavery. Even a director whose last film was the Jessica Simpson bomb Blonde Ambition might worry that this is a career killer. Rough. That end. On the contrast, Dylan, our good friends over on Letterboxd, the website whose users we all know and love and very much appreciate. The filth of society, as Lonnie calls them. I don't. The absolute dregs. I meant to I meant to say, in a funny way, compared to official film reviewers, these guys are normal. Okay, whatever. There's a reviewer called, called Elizabeth. And the first review I saw of her was from recently. It was from the other, just the other day. Her latest review, I noticed, because it was very recent, it was the 3rd of September, so time recording it's only a few weeks ago she yeah. said sunday is the lord's day time for my, for our fifth rewatch of all's fair and love four stars that made me think what five times i went back to him oh and on on letterbox you can see people when they log their films they can do reviews this is it going from from order okay from the 10th of august one star elizabeth says the budget of this was $3 in alcohol, $3 and alcoholism. I'm not even sure they had a script. Can't believe Matthew Lillard is in this. Like, okay, William Afton. I don't get that bit. But sure. <laughs> Two days later, she says, one star. Why the fuck did I watch this again? She comes back a week later. Two and a half stars. <laughs> Oh, Somehow no. better the third time. It's not possible. She gave it six days, Dylan. Then she says, I think I have this movie memorized at this point. Four stars. And then, a week later on the third, Sunday, the Lord's Day, time for our fifth rewatch of Four Star and Love. <laughs> what is going on in this person's life, Dylan? They watched this five times in like less than a month. She must be a lotto winner. No one has enough time that you would waste on watching this movie five times. No, there's no one that has a job that contributes to society and watch this movie five times. See, I thought no you way. and I would have been the first people to watch this since 2009, whenever it came out, but no, this person watches it five Late times last month. This one. Bizarre. Is she Canadian? She had Plex. Maybe she hasn't got any other streaming service and she's got a on Plex. <laughs> Canadian Plex. Jesus. How bizarre, hey? Oh my gosh. Some people. Anything else you want to say about All's Fair in Love? 
I think I've said everything I need to. I think I made my feelings quite clear. <laughs> it's a do. terrible movie. One of the worst. Yeah. Absolute bottom bottom two, I'd nearly say. Really? Absolutely. I, you know what? I give that darn cat a lot of shit. This is the new that darn cat in my eyes. <laughs> this is terrible. I give it points for its general concept, and Christina no. is good. No, you don't get to give it points for its general concept. No. No. Christina can have points, though. Good for her. Of course. I think maybe I was liking watching her being the lead in something again. <laughs> it's been a while. Fair, fair enough. What have we got coming up next on the Christina Chronicles, Dylan? You know what? I have no idea, actually. What do we have coming up? Do you know? I think it's something else that's on Canadian Plex, actually. <laughs> really? <laughs> so we should no, watch yeah. while we got the, got the account. Um, oh, I've yeah. always got my VPN. After.life. Oh, here we go. Recent news. Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kuhn is called out by Christina Ricci. Good for yeah. her. Yeah, she, she told him off, mate. Absolutely. And she should have. Yeah. Yeah, and... Anyway. Probably good. good I'm, I'm glad you, you mentioned that. Yeah, it's a... Uh, Liam Mason, Justin Long. After Dot Life. Yes. Look, it's 25 on Rotten Tomatoes. So... Oh, we're, it's we're a, up. At least we're three up. times we, better. We've gone from seven. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, I'll take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, we'll look forward to that. Be back in a few weeks with After Dot Life. Um, and then after that, we're into the animated films, baby. Yeah. Alpha and Omega after that. Oh, yeah. Mm. Looks bad. <laughs> I think bad. The, the one I've got on my radar is the Smurfs too. I don't know how it's going to go watching that and not knowing anything else about the Smurfs apart from the you know, general pop culture stuff. I'll be keen. Fair point. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. Well, we've watched all Fair in Love. We hated it. <laughs> sure did. Are we on the socials at all, Dylan? Surely we should know by now. There's a few. X, yeah. maybe. Facebook, yes. Instagram, for sure. We're always there, most yeah. of the time. Got our own website on every yeah. podcast app you can imagine. That's the important part. We're on the actual podcast apps that we advertise to be on. Absolutely. And you can tell your friends, you can share the show. Um, you know, we're independent podcasters. We're doing this for us, really. We're doing it for fun. But if you like us, tell your mates. Tell your podcast kind of to your mates, you know? Spread the word. Yeah. About the boys exactly. doing their thing. We appreciate it. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you, Christina, for this one. Yeah. No? She's actually engaged with a guy too, Dylan. Do you know that? No fucking way. Are you serious? Apparently for two months and then they broke it off. <laughs> Good work, Christina. <laughs> Good choice. Yeah. And she seems happy with the current husband. They've been together for a while. Yeah. Oh, she's she's good. She's doing good. I'm going to say, I miss you, Christina. I miss you, Christina. I miss you, I miss you, man. I miss you, I miss you, man. Do I miss you? 
Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.